How the heck did Golden State pull this one out? Did the Raptors blow their best chance at a title? What does KD's injury mean for his free agency and beyond? The only question left is, say it with me, you win. Sports fans, Coach Nick here, and welcome to the B-Ball Breakdown live show slash podcast slash rehash with Jared Weiss. I had thought this was going to be the last game of the season, Jared. It was kind of uh, nerve-wracking. I, I didn't I didn't expect to go through such a, a, a dramatic uh, tug-of-war with the psyche. Are you? How are you doing? I am absolutely elated right now, probably mostly because my birthday is Thursday, so I get the greatest gift in the world, the NBA Finals. Okay, um, so I'm very excited for that. But also that I mean, these games have been great, but this was like the ultimate. This was the the back and forth battle, the ultimate closeout. So I love how it's just getting better and better and better as we go deeper into the series. Uh, okay, yeah, because it was a weird game. It opened up with the Warriors on fire and with uh, a certain someone who is seven feet who could shoot threes playing for them. So, uh, what is, uh, oh yes, him too. So we, uh, what did you make of that? Cause it, you know, all of a sudden Kevin Durant is nailing threes. He looks pretty good on defense. We saw a little bit of a, a inability to move completely as quickly laterally as he, as he had in the past, but still pretty darn good. Um, Warriors, different team who knew. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how I, I, I didn't check. I wasn't on Twitter during the game, but I'm really feeling for all the people that tried to get there. I can't believe Kevin Durant was just goading us this whole time. And I can't believe he didn't show up for that previous game, all those takes. And then he probably tore his Achilles there. Like, I, I hope, I really hope that's not the case, obviously. But I mean, he's, things are not looking good for him right now. I mean, yeah. the fact that he got out there and gave him anything is remarkable. Yeah. And, and, and then, by the way, that is one of the fears. I teach split and go on the catch. And this is actually off the dribble where he split, he lifted both feet and split and then landed. And you put a lot of pressure on that back foot. Uh, the wider you get, the more pressure is there. And he got pretty darn wide. And so that's always a fear when you're trying to coach that to make sure that you don't get beyond a certain level where you can put, you know, a ridiculous amount of strain. So, you know, he grabbed the lower part of his leg near the Achilles, just like he did the first time. So, you know, I, there's, no, there's no way he could have done what he did if he had torn his Achilles the first time, right? There's just no way he's coming out and moving like that. No. Um, now, uh, somebody had shown me an NFL player who tours Achilles with the same kind of, I, I, I tweeted out the uh, slow-mo of the ripple that you see his calf move through as it explodes or whatever that happens in, underneath his skin. And uh, they also showed me an elite uh, uh, sprinter uh, training and a beautiful slow-mo, I mean, it's, it's gory, but whatever, of the same looking thing, and she completely snapped her Achilles. So I'm confused because... Then we see him walking with a boot and we saw him moving. We saw him move to the locker room and it wasn't completely immobile. So I, I got to kind of have to say that it's still a calf thing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It doesn't matter. He's not. He's the not playing. likelihood of him playing is extremely small and loony. It doesn't sound very good for him playing game six. Warriors are going to have to do this with their core six there that they've got left. It's yeah. pretty apparent. And the problem they have is, is with Iguodala. He's the guy that gets in. It, it, whatever he, he with this, I might do a video on this where we can study where he starts in the offense, and it kind of like guarantees 
he is going to be the guy that is open when they get the penetration and kick. Although the other reason why he's open is because his man is just crashing down the lane and leaving him open on purpose. But one time I remember he got the shot instead of, I want to say it was KD earlier on. They were, they were kind of standing together. And I feel like they just needed to switch positions and it would have been KD open there and his man would have had to, would have had to help a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it'd be, this is a serious issue for the Warriors in that obviously now with who they have left, they really rely on Nugadala. He only played 30 minutes tonight. They needed him to play 37 to 39, I guess, in game six. But uh, he's he's not willing to attack the rim. And we saw a couple plays in the fourth quarter where he got the ball and had a completely open lane that he would just be able to get basically a one-on-one situation in the paint. And he wasn't really looking for it. He was looking to dribble in across the lane and then pass it out. And the fact that he's so you know, conceptually removed from the idea of trying to score is definitely a major issue for them because it just makes them a lot easier to defend. And you have Draymond right now, who, I mean, he did hit a huge three in crunch time, but he's also kind of stuck in that same vein. And it just, it's so strange to see, you know, two guys who were just unstoppable monsters in the finals just a couple of years ago. Now we're like, they look scared to do anything with the ball. Yeah. Yeah, they need to do – I'm going to have to study the film, too, to see if I can figure it out because we know that they have action that can mitigate the issues with their shooting. They can, you know, they can do dribble handoffs and fake the handoffs and get in or whatever. Now, Iggy, he had a, yeah, a couple pull-ups in the lane that are just ugly. His shot is broke, and I, I get it. And so that, that's the thing we never kind of factor when we're talking about shooting and analytics and everything is the mental aspect of it. So, um, but we got to talk a little bit about the, the Nick Nurse timeout with three minutes left because I got in th- uh, two texts and now there's uh, uh, Swedish Will is talking about it in the um, in the Periscope chat. I've imagined uh, there's another one probably in the in the YouTube too. So the the situation was, if we make sure I get it absolutely right, uh, Raptors were up by six. They were, and he called a timeout with three fifteen left, and the Warriors down to one timeout. Is that right? They were up by six. I don't remember them getting up that much. I think that, I thought that was what it was. Okay, so I'll take the play by play in a minute. So you know, now here's the thing. I get it. Like. They're on the verge here. Let's settle everybody down. Let's get everybody on the same page and whatever. But I suppose the argument is is that it um, it definitely will um, you know interrupt the momentum and it gives the Warriors a chance with an extra timeout to kind of get everything settled. Now it looks like we lost Jared for a second there. He's on hotel Wi-Fi, so I guess it's going to be me for a minute. But I'm sure he'll be back. So uh, let's keep this going, and I'll turn to more of your guys' questions because I want to get them anyway. So uh, Jared, come back to us, and we'll continue this conversation. Since Jared isn't here. I want to tell you about something a little bit personal and, well, embarrassing. Have you ever tried to shave your, you know, let's try it this way. Imagine you've got two basketballs in your hands and you're really concerned with keeping them smooth so they're fresh when they bounce. Okay. Well, sometimes you might nick them and they don't bounce right and they really hurt when you try to score. Well, I've got the solution. Manscaped. They've got an electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 2.0, guaranteed to keep those balls smooth and nick-free. No snagging, no seen from there's something about Mary. For God's sake, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using for your uh, basketballs. Everybody knows that to dribble properly, you need good, clean, fresh balls in your hand. And if they get too smelly or cracked, Manscaped has the Crop Preserver that will keep those balls smelling good and moisturized. 
Right now, you'll save 20% plus free shipping and a free leather travel bag that is simply awesome with the code BREAKDOWN at manscaped.com. So don't get caught holding your balls in your hand without Manscaped. And make sure you tell them Coach Nick sent you by using my code BREAKDOWN for 20% off at manscaped.com. Uh, over in the YouTube, what do we have here? Um, Ingrid Santos thinks it was heartbreaking. Well, it wasn't. I mean, okay, it was heartbreaking, especially because, you you know, if the Raptors are going to win the title, uh, in it would be nice to do it in Toronto. You know, uh, I remember when I was a, when I was a Bulls fan back in the day, going to uh, all the Bulls games uh, in the '80s and the '90s. Um, I remember they won um, they won all they won all of them on the road, except they won the Phoenix one and they won uh, maybe the Portland was the one that they won at home in Game Six. But the other ones were weird when they were on the road, so it's nice when they're home. Um, let's see here, refs try, but they couldn't get it done. Do we all feel like the refs were um, that bad? I mean, I know I complained about some calls on Twitter. And um, it didn't feel like it rose to the level of game three. But um, let me know what you guys think about that. I might, just, I might have to scroll down to the bottom here and see what we have uh, in real time. Um, but, you know, and by the way, here's the thing. And I uh, let's see, Coach Nick, why did the refs not call any fouls on Kawhi during the first quarter? Um, you know, nothing in my mind's eyes coming at me just yet. But, um, you know, maybe I'll we'll go through the table, see it. But um the other thing, oh, and by the way, we have some Super Chats. Thank you guys so much for Super Chats. I love them. I'm going to shout you guys out right now. Xavier Smith, who's a re, uh, friend of the breakdown, was this game decided by a bad goaltending call? Uh, now, remember, yeah, I got so close. It, it turned out that the ball was, like, on its way down. And we got to get Ronnie in here to make sure that when a short shot like that is on its way to the backboard, um, if that still comes into play or not. There's a lot of weird rules about the goaltending. Ronnie broke one down for me uh, the last time in our last thing with him where if there was um, – if the ball was still on the rim, like kind of touching the rim – you could touch it. Now I'm already forgetting, but it was really kind of shocking to me. And there's probably some other rules in there. So we got to find out about the upward and then downward motion of the ball before it hits the backboard. Um, let's see. Jedi Jazza, thank you so much for your super chat. Can't see Golden State winning game six with limited resources. I agree. I'm feeling that like with, um, uh, let's see, Jared is, uh, okay, we're doing that same thing with uh, Jared. I'm going to have to give him a new, um, let me give him an, oh, let's try that again. Uh, Jerry, let's try that again. If you're listening, I'm going to tell him right now. Try again. Um, if not, I'll get, oh, here he comes. All right, so I figured that out. Here comes Jared. I'm back, baby. Uh, wow, okay, thank goodness. So uh, what we were talking about was uh, the Warriors winning game six with limited resources and how Jedi Jazza in the Super Chat could not, doesn't feel like he could do it. And we got one more Super Chat I want to get to before we get too late. The Pioneer. Uh, assuming KD and Looney for good, what chance the W's have? So yeah, KD is gone. Looney is gone, right? I don't think he's. I don't think he can go again. Uh, yeah, they've got six or seven players tops. What's going to happen here? Uh, it doesn't seem to change too much of the equation, considering that tonight. I mean, KD's big shooting was great early on, but he didn't do. He didn't make a huge impact on the game. And then Looney was kind of struggling, I think, for a good amount of the game. And it was Boogie who was the impactful guy underneath. So and. and Frankly, who knows, this game would have been maybe an even easier win if that uh, put-back dunk by Boogie counted. Obviously, the issue is that Boogie's lateral quickness on the perimeter is not good right now. We saw that where Lowry got by him for the uh, for the 2-1 and one at the end there. So yeah. like that's, that's still an issue, and I bet that that's going to be a big part of the game plan for Toronto is trying to run some high pick-and-roll 
where you can get Lowry and Van Fleet just attacking downhill and getting past Boogie. And that just makes driving kicks so much easier if they rotate over or you get to the lane straight up. So I think we're just going to see tons and tons and tons of high pick and roll as we've been seeing mostly earlier in the series. We didn't see nearly as much tonight out of Toronto as we have for the last couple of games. I agree. You know, Boogie was killing them in, in the pick and roll defense. He couldn't, he was so ineffective. It was uh, uh, mind boggling, but he was able to balance it out a little bit with his scoring. He ended up having 14 points, six of eight shooting and, and with a good. three. So he was good, but like bad. And it was kind of like, if I were a Warriors fan, I'd just be, I would have been gone through the ringer on this one because you're like, yay. And then you're, ah, oh. so he really needs to get a little bit better on the defensive end. He can't let Lowry just sort of stop and then turn it and shoot a little shot from four feet every like a couple times he did that um we have a couple another question here um, can, can i just oh, quickly note something yes. what were, what you just described about demarcus cousins you just described demarcus cousins that's always been yeah. his game this isn't that different Fair i'll enough. give him credit he's actually trying way harder now and he's actually playing like the player that we've always dreamt of him becoming and hopefully he'll get healthy next season and take this mentality and actually put it together and he'll be a top 10 player in the NBA. Maybe if he does that for sure. And, um, and by the way, um, yes. And it, I, I definitely, we, we've, we've, we've shouted that out before the effort is there and that's good to see. Uh, he's closing out kind of hard and he's really kind of moving around. So that's good to see. So yeah, if he can kind of get back into better shape again and train and, and, and not be, uh, 75% whatever he is, he'll be better. Here's interesting. We have two of the almost exact same questions in both the YouTube and the Periscope chat. So, uh, let's see, Gabriel Sturdy and Afro, Afro Nomo, uh, both basically say the same thing. Can you talk about Boogie Iggy, Iggy Cook rotation cycling towards the end? It's got to be the same guy because it's the same exact question. Now, um, they missed it on one. Okay, so here's one interesting question. They, there was a goaltending call, um, and they were able to sub in after that, which I don't believe is legal, but it was a review. Maybe, can you know if the rule is you can sub after a review? Well, no, no. Right. You so that, I think they were able to sub in on that one. Now, there's another one where they didn't put Cook in on offense when they could have. As far as I remember, that was a legal timeout. They could have done it. And they didn't do it. Um, and the other thing was interesting was uh, for a second there, I kind of almost wanted to freak out because Draymond runs the baseline. No. Somebody, oh my, yeah, yeah. Draymond runs the baseline when they're full court pressing um, after, and it turned out, I think it was the, the uh, goaltend. And then it was a time, like a the review. And for a second there, I was like, wait, you can't run the baseline there either. But I think they discounted as a regular basket was made. And then the, you can move it. So there's a couple of things in there that were making me freaking out. But I think that that was not an issue either. Um, but quick thing. Yeah. Uh, it's the, the Livington substitution, according to the play-by-play, came when DeMarcus had the moving pick. So it was an offensive, reba- offensive foul, which allows you to make the, uh, the substitution. Okay. Right. Okay. So either, but either way, that's smart to do. I, and I just think he missed one of them. I'm pretty sure he had a, a timeout, uh, a legal uh, substitution there to get Cook back in on offense. And that's what he's going to have to do. I mean, if it gets close again down the, down the stretch, uh, I don't see how you, I mean, if you can, I don't see how you can keep Boogie in. I mean, uh, Iggy in there. It's a real, it's just a real problem. Yeah. I mean, I guess you just have to because his defensive prowess and switchability. Yeah. And I mean, at least I feel like with Cook, Cook isn't going to comfortably get into the lane if he doesn't get his shot. 
And so you're kind of more at risk that he could get trapped in the corner or something like that. Iggy, I at least have confidence that he's not going to get trapped on the corner and that he's not going to turn the ball over necessarily. He will make the play. And I guess I'd rather have a guy who's at least going to like kind of, you know, run in there, go across the lane and then skip it out to somebody else, even if he's not going to do anything. Uh, yeah, I don't think that that would happen to Cook so much. I trust him enough to kind of like, you know, he's been good and, and aggressive. and has been solid, yeah. That. So, yeah. Now, we have another question. Thoughts on the last possession by Mr. Tos- Tosinski. Um, now, we've seen this throughout the entire series. When they isolate Kawhi Leonard up top, they're going to run another guy at him just for anywhere, which is risky, but the – but they've been doing it all game, all series long. They do it again. And what normally they've been getting some sort of a short roll pass to the free throw line area, which is the whole big problem. This time they only got it to the wing and then it got to Lowry. Credit, I want to credit Draymond. I tweeted this out. Draymond didn't get stuck underneath uh, Marcus Saul, which would normally happen. He was smart enough to be on the other side of him. So once it went to the corner, he was all over it. And they harassed him into that miss uh, pretty much. Although I think Lowry had to add to... Um, had to rush it. So that was my take on how the last possession played out. Yeah, and I mean, by the way, Lowry rushed the shot. He didn't get blocked, right? No, like, I don't think so. Literally hit the back of the backboard. Yeah. I was kind yeah. of shocked by that one. I guess Drake closing and really affected him. Um, but I didn't have, I didn't really have too much of an issue with that final possession. I mean, they tried a couple different times to attack down the lane. I think I was surprised that Kawhi just didn't try to muscle through even more. It's kind of what he's been doing. He tends to muscle through until he gets to that free throw line extended and then pull up from there. But hey, Clay did a great job, and Clay's probably the best in the game at defending that kind of possession. Yeah. Now, when you left the chat, we were talking about the timeout that Nick Nurse called with three minutes to go, and they're up by six. And I, I guess what everyone's going to be mad about that is it kind of ruined their momentum. Um, what are your What's your thought on that? Uh, I was surprised by that one. I thought he was doing that so that he could make a sub uh, just because I assumed that he wanted to, I don't know, switch like a Baca for Gasol real quick or something like that. Yeah. If I'm trying to remember correctly, I think a Baca was off the floor because I think a, a Gasol had been out there for like two minutes of hard running and I figured maybe they just want to give him a breather or something like that. Uh, but yeah, then they, I mean, it gave them, a, it gave Golden State a chance to get Cook in there for Iguodala and then uh was that i think that was the one where um Kawhi missed the 11 footer and then clay got that three to make it a three-point game after that and that was like that perfect possession that gold state where they had i oh, no, actually i'm trying to remember yeah clay, it was clay that, hits a 20 that was the, yeah where they had they snapped the ball all the way around the horn and, and uh draymond had that perfect like quick pass to get it to clay and clay just up faked the fender out of the way and buried the shot I mean, yeah it was like but essential warriors, that was where they won the game right there, was you know, really having that momentum swing for them. So uh, fair enough. And that, there was there was no sub, by the way, after that timeout. Yeah. Well, uh I, I mean, mean the play by play showing Cook. I mean, I'm sorry, Cook ended, but nobody for the Raptors. So, so yeah. Nick Nurse didn't do that <laughs> to get one of his guys in. He did it and allowed uh, to allow the Warriors to have a you know a, a good, you know, a better offensive player in. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that Clay Thompson three, because we saw earlier where he like half faked the shot and then tried to throw it up and he got nailed and they didn't call it. So, you know what? I mean, okay. They're I'm now starting to remember some of the really bad calls. Um, and so, but that's the kind of shot it's gotta be a shot fake sidestep, you know, shoot the three. And he, cause he never would have made that what he, that one that he got fouled on anyway. Um, so that was good to see Clay make that adjustment and just, I mean, he just cold buried it. I can't believe it. I, I was convinced, yeah, that six point lead, that was it. They were going to win and it was going to be a celebration in Toronto like we'd never seen before. So, um, I mean, what the Clay Thompson cuts it to three, but then we can't, you know, we have to, can't ignore, uh, Curry's, 
Uh, wait, wait. Curry hit the tie. Uh, what happened? Curry hit the tiebreaker. Yeah. Wait. R- d- remind me what that one was like. Oh god, I'm trying to remember that one now. Was that the um, one where he came off of on the left side and going to his yeah, right? And yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, I think that was the onion shot. Yeah, because that was like they ran a great play and they've been running Curry down a quick, like, you know, get rid of the ball and then curling back around a pin down. This was on the left side of the floor, so it's a little bit harder because you're now going to your right and you're having to rotate in the air. Uh, I don't know if the net barely moved. I mean, that was just like, you know, I guess that's why you have Steph Curry on your team. Did I just blow your way? Yeah, and by the way, uh, uh, <laughs> you actually um, – oh, let's see. Uh, it, I'm just getting some updates here. Nick Nurse just said that he heard something on the court that Kevin Durant tore something. Bob Myers is about to address the media. So Okay. Well, keep your eye on the on the Twitter. We'll break be, the news here. It'll be the Achilles moment. Uh, um, or, or the calf. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I just don't know. We saw him doing it in the locker room. It just didn't seem like it was Achilles. And I don't think you'd have a boot on and walk like that, uh, you know what I mean, if you tore the Achilles. He'd be on, he'd be on like, well, he was on crutches. But I feel like he'd be on a, you know, in a wheelchair. So, I don't know. I'm so, Durant, Durant just posted this Instagram. Uh, cover your ears, children. Dub Nation going to be loud as fuck for game six. I'm hurting deep in the soul right now. I can't lie. But seeing my brothers get this win was like taking a shot of tequila. I got new life, LOL. Hashtag dubs. Okay, wow. Did not did not say hashtag Knicks at the end there. Important to note. Okay, um, good, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. And then didn't say hashtag I'm in. But, um, okay, the Pioneers, another super chat. Thank you so much. Friend of the breakdown uh, who's been with us for a long time. Is it me or does Kawhi never get traveling calls? So let's, we'll go back to the, to the Durant thing. Just keep your eye on the news. Uh, you know, I, here's what I think. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA. I think what he did down the stretch. Now, the problem is they didn't pull it out. Uh, but he made the right play, and he's been passing out of that double team every time. I don't know what he could have really done when you got Iguodala uh, rushing at him with, I think it was Draymond on him at the time, I think. So, or maybe it was Clay. Um, you know, but what he did down the stretch was amazing. And I think part of the reason why I want to argue that he's the best player in the NBA is because he gets away with so many damn travel calls. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, did you think the, the little pirouette that he did in the open court was a travel? You know what? I didn't even pay attention to what Kerr did. I need to go frame by frame, but yes, it looked like ridiculous. And that was the Danny Green three, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, right? I think they get a three out of that from Danny Green. He kicks it back yeah. out. But no, there's another drive on the right side uh, when he went to the basket and like did a right, left, right, dragging or something garbage. And, he, and he, I think he makes that shot, or I think uh, that should have been travel. So, uh, and there's probably a couple other ones. He is. But that's that's like that's the point. He gets away with those. He is that's why he is the best player in the league. Those are what the, those are the calls. The best players in the league gets they, they get away with. So uh, by the way, another quick all, all the big stars to have that exact same advantage. Like that's it's not a unique thing that he does. James Harden has his BS. LeBron does that all the time. Yeah. I mean LeBron travels constantly and they don't call it. Russell right. Westbrook same thing. Giannis. Um, I think Giannis and Kawhi are probably the most similar in that they could take these huge long strides. And like the foot is just going to shift because of how long of a stride they're taking. Right. I frankly, I don't have, I don't have a problem with that. I think it's when, when they get away with kind of abusing the the, uh, the pivot rules and the Eurostep rule. I think is when 
is when I think they sh- it should be called a little bit stronger. But yeah. he's playing on the same playing field that all the other superstars. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't do – he is different. He, I think he abuses the pivot foot like you're talking about. That's what's, that's what's different about Kawhi. I mean, he also uh, just pivots way more than anyone else. He's the only guy besides – I guess Giannis does it a lot too. But, like, okay. Kawhi will drive hard, stop, and then pivot multiple times. Until yeah. He oh, he had, he had another one I need to go over with Ronnie too. I think get him on. Uh, you know, there's, a, there's a one instance when you do a jump stop where you cannot pivot afterwards. And I'm pretty sure he did. And I've seen Kobe get called for it every once in a while. And it's a subtle thing that we did actually in the video last summer. Uh, the, you know, the four calls you always get wrong. And this one was dribble uh, in the air, land, right? So dribble, gather, hop, uh, jump stop, and then you cannot pivot. If you go um, dribble, jump stop, gather, then you can pivot. If that You can follow that sequence. And mm-hmm. I think he might have gathered it and then landed and then – or. Uh, gathered, jump stop, and then pivoted. Uh, we got to give a shout out to Gigolo Puff, who's out there moderating the chat again, like hey, always. Um, we have Vuno, uh, let's see, Vuno Vdu, uh, all the way from England, it appears, with a super chat. Thank you. Bell was terrible. He's not ready for this. Ideas, uh, ideas, question mark. Well, here's the thing. Bell played, I, I want to say, four minutes. Am I right on that one? Um, he played... Four minutes. Where are you? Yes. And, you know, he made a bucket. Um, he had a really bad defensive play, and they got yanked him right away. And that was the, that was the, the one, like, that one thing that's going to kill him. He didn't move in the direction of the ball as the ball was being dri- driven to the baseline and uh, let his man cut in, I think, behind him for a layup or something like that. And, uh, and he knew it. Kerr knew it. Kerr called a timeout right away and got him out of there. So that was probably one of the timeouts they could have used later in the game, um, but they didn't need it. It ended up being okay. So your thoughts on Bell? I think he just spoke it for four minutes in game six. It's like yeah. whatever. I think yeah. it's inconsequential. I agree. But I did remember, I do feel um, like there was at sorry, least one really good question. We have, I'm using a high-tech methodology here. Yeah. I just okay. want to show everybody this. This is Wait, Draymond on. Green blocking the final shot of the game. Okay. Oh, let me, we're going to go full screen for you on that one. Um, blocking. Yeah, he did get a hand on it. Good he did for get him. a hand on it. Yeah. yeah. So Incredible again, play. More reason for me to, you know, want to give him credit for, uh, you know, getting on the right side of Gasol. Because, you know, once you get to a certain point with the shot clock or the game clock, you know, you can't, they don't have time to get it to Gasol. So you can kind of cheat on the, on the, on the outside of him, knowing it's going to go to the corner instead. So really, you know, Draymond kind of really frustrated me. The technical foul he got, uh, he, he wasn't playing well. And, um, and he, uh, and he poor, poor defense in the, in crunch time too. He, he screwed up on several rotations, let the drive get by him, trying to rotate over from the weak side. I mean, he screwed up multiple times there. Yeah, the absolutely. So, you know, that he was a frustrating player to deal with all series long. And you might feel that same kind of frustration when trying to find the right things to wear. I know I'm constantly looking for clothes that are really comfortable, but are also stylish to wear out as well. And at Roan, I finally found the one place for premium activewear that is engineered for unparalleled quality and comfort. Slip on their Spar crew neck and you'll know exactly what I mean. It's ridiculously soft and has stretch to it, making it seem like it was designed exactly for you. Do you consider yourself a modern man? Well, Roan has something for you for every occasion. Their selection of premium shorts, shirts, tank tops, socks, and swimwear has you literally covered for every situation, and they're perfect for the office or the gym. And now, Roan has just released their amazing new commuter collection, perfect for looking great and staying comfortable at the office. There's no question the style is familiar but unique, as it rides the line between absolute comfort and the need to look appropriate in an office setting. I'm a sucker for pullovers, 
And their Sequoia quarter zip is awesome because you can have a nice collared shirt underneath it to get the perfect mix of business and casual. And that goes for everything in the commuter collection, from pants, polos, shorts, and shirts that are all lightweight, comfortable, and wrinkle-free. Go to Roan.com slash breakdown today and use promo code breakdown to get 20% off your first purchase. That's R-H-O-N-E dot com slash breakdown, promo code breakdown for 20% off. Roan.com slash breakdown, promo code breakdown. Let's go to Periscope. You know, we have a lot of people on Periscope tonight, and we have some really good questions this time, which is, well, we, we, where have you guys been? Um, let's see here. Uh, although, I can I get some other ones? Quinn Cook should get more minutes. I agree. He got, I want to say 12. Let me flip over there again. Quinn Cook got um, 12 so, minutes, three points. I think he's going to get like 25 minutes in game six. I think he's established that he's way more valuable offensively than Livingston. Livingston can sometimes be valuable defensively, but is giving them nothing on offense. Yeah. Uh, and then with, with uh, Durant clearly out. By the way, Steve Kerr said it, there was a tragic loss tonight, so... It's, I think it's pretty apparent that Durant tore something. So uh, no Durant, probably no Looney. So they're really only going to be down to like one and a half rotation bigs. Going to see a lot more quit. Yeah. And, and Bell is going to have to give them another four minutes, I think. I mean, we'll see. Maybe Bogut can, can do that too. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think Livingston only played 16. So it's not like they, you know, they can cut his minutes to 12 maybe and then flip him and give Cook the, you know, I don't know if he can get to 25. He'll probably get to 20, I imagine. Uh, and they're going to need those. And he's going to be, he's good. He's going to, they're going to, they're going to need to do what he did, which is just another threat out there, even off the dribble a little bit. Um, last possession, Danny Green was wide open from Leo Balayon. Um, gosh, I don't, I mean, he probably is on the other side. They just, it would have been really tough because once the ball got to the left wing and the, the clock was really short, right? I don't think they were going to be able to have time to get it back over there. Yeah. I mean, Fred made his drive and then just kicked it to the short, near corner. Yeah. That's all you can get at that point. They were running yeah. out of time. Um, so Ibra94 wants me to bring in Ronnie for at least, you know, we have two game, two days before the next game. I can do a court call with him. Uh, does everybody agree? They think there's a, were there enough calls we have to go through? Because, like, listen, the other ones have been re- really popular, so I'll love to do it if you guys it's, want me it's to do Ronnie, it. Yeah, do it. I, I want to watch it. Do it for okay. me. I want to see it. It's right. Ronnie Nunn. It's, it's, for God's <laughs> sakes, there's no reason not to do it. There's always right. going to be something to go Well, over. maybe Ronnie's watching and we'll get him in here. Uh, Honestly, the bat, the bat phone yeah. out. We could do a 20-minute video just on, like, that one big Kawhi pirouette move. That I mean, that right there okay. alone is worth the video. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I'll have to I'll, – I'll outsource to uh, get the list for everybody, everything they want to see. We, I just got a good one from um, Brandon Witten. says, talk about the Toronto fans cheering when Durant was injured. Now, are we sure they weren't cheering, like, when he got up, which is what we see a lot of home fans do so- to the visiting player? I, I've seen a couple different explanations, but it seemed like the understanding from the Raptors' perspective was that they thought the fans were cheering because either, one, they didn't realize how serious it was and they thought he was just kind of, like, down and a little hobbled, or they were cheering for him getting up. And apparently the Raptors the Raptors players like Kyle Lowry were trying to say, like, this is a big deal, everybody stop. Mm-hmm. And so instantly people responded to that. So okay. I'm not going to gonna put this on the Raptors fans as some sort of, like, dirty thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I know they, the announcers instantly went to that, and I just, I don't know. You know how that goes. A lot of times when an opponent player goes down, and then he, well, as soon as he, like, they, even if it's really serious, and they, they put him in the, in the cart and they start driving away, they'll cheer. So I just kind of felt like that's what it was related to. So, um, yeah, I, and we, we, as, as far as we know, uh, these are not like other fans in other stadiums, you know, who we're talking about. Uh, these are the Raptors who, who tend to be pretty classy, as far as I could tell, right? 
Oh, where can I think of non-classy fans in the NBA? If well, only I covered a it, team that had some. Oh, oh, I'm not even talking about that either. Is it that it's not? It can't be as bad as where I'm thinking, but we won't go there. Um, I'm kind of curious. I kind of need to do a break. I could do. A, you know what? I should do a whole video just breaking down the last three minutes. For sure. How oh, like, Bob Myers is talking right now, so I'm going to listen to that while you talk. Okay, sounds good. Uh, H. Yazdi wants to know if Lowry choked. I don't think he choked, but I kind of want to go back down the last several possessions to see um, sort of what happened because a six-point lead with three minutes to go on the, uh, at home like to, for the game, that should be your game you know, at this level. So I you know, I'm, I'm kind of almost want to look at it really quickly to remind myself what the, uh, the play-by-play was. So Clay drills a three after Kawhi misses an 11-footer, but that was heavily contested as far as I remember, the Kawhi shot. Um, and then uh, the Kyle Lowry had a backcourt turnover. Why am I blanking on that one? Um, I, you know what? And then, then it's Clay, uh, Steph comes down and ties it, and then uh, Clay hits one to go up by three. Now, but Kyle Lowry makes that layup to cut it to two, and that was big. So I don't think I think Kyle Lowry played pretty well. Um, but Ka- yeah, Kawhi Leonard rose up in the fourth, uh, is Rohi 109 says and for sure. I mean, that's why I said I tweeted it out. I thought they were going to win. No problem. He had his how many points did he have? 10, 12 points in the fourth quarter. And they were like, those are superstar points. Um, you know, I don't, and it, plus what he doesn't know other side, I think he's the best player in the NBA. Um, why call timeout after Kawhi scores 10 straight? Yeah, that's a great question. We kind of went over it. But, yeah, I guess there's a, there's a, a momentum thing you don't want to interrupt. It also let the uh, Warriors get somebody in there to sub. Um, let's see here. Snipe 30, what about Kawhi elbowing, traveling every time he goes in the paint? Well, we discussed that a little bit uh, earlier. He gets away with that. He's a superstar. Oh, we have some more super chats, guys. Thank you so much. Wow, I'm sorry, I'm I'm in uh, I'm late. Um, Mr. Trey 23, thank you. Uh, we have what do you think of the Draymond over and back? What over and back? Oh crap! Somebody tell me which one he's talking about, because I'm thinking about the one where he did, he got a, oh was it was Looney called on uh, on a Kawhi drive? That was not that one. Draymond over over and back. Tell me what it is in the comments or something, and I'll scroll, scroll down. Alexander Varga, reality of the Warriors winning next two games. Praise KD. Um, you know, it, it's not really that realistic, I don't think. I think this, you know, it didn't feel like the Warriors really, I mean, I know they had a lead and they were up by even like 14. Uh, it didn't really feel sol- solid at all for me for the Warriors. So I don't feel good about it. I think that they're, I don't think they're going to win this thing, especially without KD and without Looney. I think it's going to be a celebration in Toronto, you know, either in six or seven. Gordon sa- Gordon's saying Durant has Achilles injury. Okay, thank you uh, for that uh, super chat from Canada. Uh, and we're waiting. I think Jared's going to give us the full breakdown in a second after he hears from Tom, uh, from Bob Myers. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. And I would, um, I could almost, I could have almost piped that in if I had my TV still on, but I can't. Steph Thomas, Steph, Steph Thompson, excuse me. Thank you so much. Clay Thompson considered a top five after this. Uh, top five in the league. Jeez. You know, I don't know. I, I, he, he is still like the shooter guy. Doesn't dribble and get to the basket real well. Um, doesn't really pass. That's not his thing. So he's not really well rounded enough for me to be top five. C. Ova, another uh, super chat. Thank you. Cousins had a fourth quarter meltdown and Warriors won. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought Cousins was okay. Uh, he just his defense was terrible, but he, and then he had that tip that sh- didn't count. And I don't. I guess we shouldn't have thought that counted. Uh, but yes, Blue Diamond Gem. Again, thank you so much for super chat. Is Golden State Warriors management responsible for making KD play? I would have to say no. I'm, I would be. That's I, I where I'm jumping in. All right. Well, okay. Well, I, I'm just going to say no. I don't think he's responsible. I think KD was like, I'm going to give it a shot. And, and they were like, okay, you know, sign this waiver. No, anyway. Jared, update us. What did, what did Bob Myers, the GM, say? Uh, that was one of the most remarkable press conferences I've ever seen in my life. Um, what? Bob Myers was just 
crying on on the podium. I'm kind of shook right now. I need to compose myself. That was crazy. Um, he basically revealed that it looks like it's an Achilles tear. He said it's an Achilles injury, and they're going to get an MRI tomorrow. Didn't use the word tear, but obviously considering all the evidence we have at this point, that's what they're suspecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Myers was extremely shaken, trying not to cry. It seemed like he was crying. He was really, really shaking. Um, gave a really vociferous defense of Kevin Durant as a person. He said that anyone who thought that Kevin Durant wasn't doing his all uh, to give his all to the team were completely wrong. He said that Durant is the most misunderstood person and he's an incredible person. And it was, it was really devastating to watch. Um, it was a beautiful defense by Bob Myers. And, you know, considering all the speculation that Durant's going to leave Bob Myers' team against Bob Myers' wishes and to see Myers just clear, clearly caring so much for him. It just shows the other, it reminds you the real relationships that these people have and how the media pressure and the narratives can put so much, you know, so much pressure and heat on what is truly a, you know, a close friendship and important relationship. And it's, it's a pretty remarkable, um, but so it sounds, I mean, it sounds like Katie could have an Achilles tear and yeah. that's obviously, and it's not really clear, but it's, it kind of seems like what he's saying is that he, maybe didn't have an Achilles tear and did tear his Achilles during this game. And you think about the consequences and the sacrifice that Kevin Durant just made. Yeah. Um, we know, we know how serious that Achilles tear is. Just look at his teammate, um, you know, for that to happen to him when he's about to sign a massive max contract, whether it was going to be a one-to-one or a, hell, it, this probably changes Durant's free agency plans. Maybe he wanted to stick with a one-to-one Maybe now he's telling teams I want a four-year or five-year deal with the Warriors uh, because he wants security. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think anyone's going to offer him a, a, a four-year deal now. Is, there, is he 30 or 31 now? I forget. He should be 31 by now, right? Yeah. And by the way, this doesn't have to be an end of the career thing anyway. At this point, we've seen you no. know people can come back, but it's going to take a year. It's going to be rough. Um, and that's why, you know what? Yeah. So, now, but that's the other problem is he probably hasn't come back next year. We don't know. But you know what I mean? Based, gonna, on, Boogie, based yeah. on Boogie's timeline last year. And Boogie, it lets me clear, Boogie was a much worse shape and it was much heavier than KD. KD is very light for yeah, his but, size. So that, that does make a huge difference. But, um, but right, but Boogie took, didn't he do it in February of whatever? He came back like January, like the next year? Yeah, exactly. So, so 11 months. Year. And, you Maybe know, it's better. So, yeah. so, so no, he's not coming back for the first game ever to play next year in the third round of the playoffs, right. Or whatever that's going to be. So, yeah. And um, hopefully, hopefully it's not a, a tear. Hopefully it's some sort of severe strain. There's different degrees of the stuff. So hopefully it's not as serious, but right. it sounds but, like KD made the ultimate sacrifice just to try to be there. And that yeah. story is going to be a remarkable story in NBA history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. Or, I mean, or, or a guy who is chasing the goat status, by the way, I mean, he's not, He's not at the front of the conversation, but he was he's on that path of chasing it. And yeah. um, you know, and this this could completely derail it. We'll see. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh all right, well, let's get to some more questions here. Um, let's see. Somebody wanted to talk about uh, uh Nick Nurse's uh coaching and whether how terrible it was. Uh did you feel like uh you know, besides the timeout, um I, I you know, I, nothing really struck me as being like, wait, yeah. what are you doing? This is, this is ridiculous. Nick Nurse was the greatest coach in the world yeah, right. as of three days ago. I mean, come on. But yeah. when he's pulled off 
incredible. The, I mean, the, the, they didn't play as well. Actually, I don't think the Raptors didn't play as well. I think that Golden State's defensive transition or transition defense was just way better than it has been. Uh, although it was really bad uh, in the late fourth quarter when um, when Kerr lost his mind when I think it was uh, they let Norm Powell through completely yeah. untouched on a kickback or to the trail. Oh wait, that was wasn't that the Kawhi you know pirouette? Yeah, that was the Kawhi. Was so, it? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he he almost travels and they kind of give up and and no one was back to stop him and he dunks it from you know a step inside the free throw line. Yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, that was not good. Uh, so, um, so, yeah, they're still off, and Dre Dre is off. He's not making his reads. As, he's not as he's not playing defense nearly as well as he was like a series ago. I mean, wait, who are we talking Dray, about? I mean, Dray, Draymond yeah. was like still the best defender in the world through this playoff run, and was and I was and I was doing. I mean, weren't we having the greatest defender of all time conversation about him? Oh. It's been so strange in the last few games. He's just, I think he's just been really all over the place. And of course, he did have the game winning block tonight, but like he also had probably four really bad defensive possessions in the last like seven or eight possessions of this game. Right. And I think I'm pretty sure he missed the rotation on that one. Um, and then just the communication isn't there. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know why, because it's not like it's completely different personnel. I mean, it's, you know, Boogie is a late insertion and Boogie's missing a lot of these rotations, a lot of these uh, help assignments, but like, it generally is the same personnel they've been rocking with all year. So yeah. I, I don't understand why they're missing so much. Right. I, you know, some, maybe you can get hot on defense too and you get cold on defense. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Trey 23. Okay. I'm sorry. I, when I read, what do you think of the dream over and back? I was thinking of over the back, like a loose ball foul, but you meant oh. when he stepped behind into the backwards. So yeah, that, they call it well, his yeah. foot was in the line. So he had any, to call that. Um, it wasn't any contact with any green. Yeah. Someone, well, someone wants to argue that he was pushed, but I don't think he was pushed. I think uh, it's bad it's footwork. You have to yeah. be. You have to have a better footwork and better balance when you know you get that close. But it was really just a that that was that was when you know you think they're going to absolutely lose because it's like that's a terrible high school play, right? You don't you cannot step in the backcourt, uh, you know, at that crucial juncture when you're that close. And, and also you saw they 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 took way too long to bring the ball up, and then they got really close to the 16 second, uh, you know, the uh, eight second call, which is. Uh, the reason why that got screwy too, but I want to give as much credit as, as I can to Marcus all because he jumped Curry in the backcourt really athletically, like really, you know, quick, it caught him off, off guard. And that's what started the whole chain of events that ultimately led to them stepping back court. So Marcus all, you know, doesn't get the credit because he's far enough away from that play, but he's the one I think that actually caused the panic and got it going. So he, I want to make sure he gets enough uh, credit for that. So I think after another classic game for Marcus all now, how how far do you think Toronto would have got if they never made that trade for Gasol this year? Oh, I mean, it's funny because there have been moments where like, ah, Gasol, why is he there? Uh, but without question, he he ignited the offense. I mean, we know down the stretch or the last one since he got to the to the Raptors, they were the number one offense, I believe, right, number two at least. Um, and they were probably pretty good before that anyway. But like, he unlocked some things. And then defensively, too, he's been huge. So without question, uh, what he does. And it's funny because we still complain about some of his game and he could do better, this and that, whatever. But you know what? The guy's a winner. The guy does plays that help you win. Now, what's interesting was I, I took a note of this. At some point, let me get it right, get it up my notes out here. Um, here it is. Okay, with eight minutes left in the fourth, it was the most crazy balanced scoring you can imagine. Listen to this. Gasol, 17. Siakam, 12. 
Kawhi 14, Lowry 16, Ibaka 15, and Van Vliet 11. Now, I think and ultimately what it turned into was Siakam 12, Leonard 26, Gasol 17, Lowry 18, um, and then uh, Ibaka and Van Vliet didn't change either. Um, I wonder how many times we've had finals games where you've had one, two, three, you know, four, six people in double figures. I don't think there's that many. Can we find that uh, out? Uh, I'll try to can we, can we crowdsource that? Can someone tell me? Because uh, that, I mean, that's incredible balance. And then, you know, you look at the Warriors and they add, uh, well, actually, they had one, two, three, four. Look at that. They had five guys in double figures. So they got, because the boogie contributed so well. Um, and if Iguodala could actually shoot some open shots, he would have been in double figures. So who knows? But it, just, it definitely was crazy balance. And that's sort of the key here, what they do. Uh, we have some more super chats. Thank you. I mean, listen, guys, I can't get over this. I like, I, I go into my house. Uh, my wife is sitting in there, and I'm like, I just can't believe that we're like, super, people are giving us super chats. It's amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, Jedi, Jedi Jazza, Jedi Jazza, I'm assuming it's Jedi Jazza. Got a feel for Steph, too. So much crap to deal with. Um, yes, uh, Steph has to deal with crap, but you know what? He's got a pretty nice life, too, so I don't know. Uh, then we had another one from somebody, and it retracted, so I don't know if that means. Uh, Joey Z, thank you so much for the super chat. And then Xavier Smith, another friend of the breakdown. Wow, very generous. What's more important for the Raps, keeping Golden State under 110 or getting their offense going? Also, do you think the Raps were giving up easier threes tonight? Um, let's unpack that. What do you think about the first question, which is um, keeping them under 110 or getting or, or outscoring them? I'd say it's the former. I, th- I think they want to they want to keep Golden State low because the Raptors scoring, I think, is kind of comfortably settled in that you know sub 110 range. So. Okay, yeah, so you want to keep you want to keep Golden State down. You want to keep their you just want to keep their offensive pace down. Most importantly. Sure, sure. And like I did a breakdown that also was very popular, showing what they were doing on defense to hold them to their lowest offense to hold the Warriors to their lowest offensive rating. So go watch it if you didn't see it yet. Uh, uh, and what they're doing. I mean, it, it wasn't the biggest craziness. It was simply leave Draymond wide open, leave Livingston open, leave Iguodala open, and then Boogie was shooting thirty percent from the field, and he's taking shots. What's his part of the shot? Five feet? Oh, you know what? He's taking some three. He took a three. But for the most part, you're right, he's, he's barely taking anything from outside the lane. So uh, that's really helpful. Now, you see what happens when Boogie actually gets back to somewhat normal. I want to say, was, was he six for eight tonight? Uh, let's see here. Uh, cousin six for eight. Six for eight, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and listen, how every single bucket he got was crucial to them winning the game. And that's what happens when they get a little bit closer to normal. So and even though Iguodala still stunk up the joint and so did Livingston. Uh, and then Draymond hit two threes. And uh, that was important because, he, you know, he didn't he simply didn't really play well, but it was enough. Uh, that and certainly better than what he was. He was he was two for four from the three, three point line, where he was something like twenty three percent from beyond the arc in the rest of the finals. So uh, you know, all he needs is a little bit more from those guys, and they can win the series. Believe it or not, I I, I don't even know without Looney now without KD. I don't know. I I, I don't feel good about it. But uh, another super chat, another uh, very generous Varun Rizbud. Thank you. What do you think of Myers being emotional in the press conference? Did the offseason just change with the KD Achilles injury? I mean, you just already expressed yourself. I guess you might have missed it. Uh, Jerry, I guess he just got here. Yeah, that was yeah. like five minutes ago. We All can right. go through it again. There's uh, a bunch of people okay. talking about yeah. this. If you want to go through it again, um, can you, can you condense it to yeah, a, yeah. a couple sentences? Go. Go, go Jerry. Okay. Um, Myers being emotional was, I think, a remarkable reflection of the relationship he has with Kevin Durant, respect for his players, the media driving the narrative of KD's already leaving to the Knicks that KD doesn't want to sell out for the team. All that kind of stuff. Like KD made the ultimate sacrifice for the team 
is so apparent that his priority is basketball. His priority is the team that he's on right now and all that kind of stuff and that he's not looking ahead to the future yet. Um, they said it's an Achilles injury. Nick Nurse said that he heard someone say on the court that he tore something. It sounds like it's pointing pretty clearly at this point towards an Achilles tear. The Warriors think he has an Achilles tear. They have to wait until they get the MRI results tomorrow to know for sure. Uh, yeah. This is devastating because why don't you get into how you think it affects the offseason? Yeah, well, I mean, certainly if you can use Boogie as an indication, like all of a sudden no one's going to want to sign into a long-term contract because you don't know how he's going to respond. You're not going to have him for a year. You're not going to have him for next year. It's, he's done, it's, and, that's, and that's okay because he needs to rehab, and then he's going to be 32. So it's a real thing. Like he might not ever get uh, the max. It might keep him in, in Golden State, though. Maybe he just stays there for another for one-on-one. Uh, I, gosh, they would probably again. Who would do it? Who's going to do it? Because and it, here's the problem: it's the it's the timing of it, right? If you do this in December, January, okay, you come back and you have a half of the season because you don't have a whole. You're not going to have a whole season. That's just going to be a risk. Uh, I don't know. Do you think, Jared, that anyone's going to take a risk of offering him a one or two year deal, uh, knowing he won't play for a whole year? Well, the big question is whether he just decides to opt in at this point. I mean, his option is that he could just opt in oh. if there's no market for him. And which is crazy because that changes everything for free agency. I mean, all of free agency right now is completely predicated on waiting to find out where Kevin Durant is going. I've talked to like three major free agents that have all told me that they're waiting to see. They need to wait to see what happens to KD before they know where their money is going to be coming from. You know what? The Knicks would do it. The Knicks would probably. Wouldn't they think they're crazy? They'd do a home run shot and say, we'll give you a four-year deal and we'll trust we'll be back. Usually, yes. But there's so many other great free agents at this point that it doesn't make sense for them to take that kind of flyer, even though they've been dying to get KD. And I mean, it's. Not even like just KD, but to get like this, like the top class free agent. But there's so many other good guys that they can target. Hell, they can make a really hard run at Kawhi, which will, you know, Kawhi will probably go, <laughs> but still, it's at least worth a shot before you go to KD. That was an interesting interpretation of his. Uh, <laughs> Right, I think that was that closer. Anyway, I try I try to undersell it, just make it a little bit more natural. <laughs> Kong Fam Kong Fam asks, thank another super chat again. Thank you. What was up with the Raptors timeout with three minutes remaining? Okay, so we have you know people coming in and out of the chat. Um, yeah, it was uh, in the middle of a run. You don't want to ever like you know uh, take away the uh, momentum of your team. It was very strange. As a coach who never liked to call timeouts, I was a sort of the Phil Jackson uh, school of thought where you know let them figure it out. But again, there was nothing to figure out they're up by six on a run it's, it was crazy uh i'm anxious to hear what nick nurse will say because it guaranteed someone's going to ask him about it and um i'm sure i'll shove it in the video too to give let him you know give his answer and then i might have to tear it down a little bit um you know it, i don't I, again i don't think they're going to lose the series i think the rappers are going to win this but if they don't that timeout is going to live in infamy wouldn't you say probably yeah you know the great timeout that changed the course of history yeah, crazy, you know. So uh, let's see here. Any other questions? Can you see here? Can you grab from the chat as we're going through? Uh, let's see. Max Parlo just dropped two dollars without asking a question. Um, oh wow! Okay. Thank you, Max. Thank you. But like, guys, if you if you're going to give us a super chat, put a question in there so we can at least give you your money's worth. Yeah, um, or, or just yell at us and say you know that Jared is better looking than me. Uh, most of them are yelling that I need to shut up and let you talk. So I'll try, I'm trying to do that more. <laughs> right. um, here's an interesting one from Andrew Cloth- Clothier or Clothier. Uh, I like Clothier better. Uh, Coach Clothier. Nick, love to, he- love to hear your thoughts on, and just one thought, not thoughts, 
on Curry not really being able to carry the team without Durant when he has done in the past. What has changed? Well, he carried the team the other day in game four, right? Like 45 points, and he you know, didn't win. But maybe he means carry and then like to the win as well. Curry looks lethargic to me. He doesn't look like the same guy. Now, I know we're at the end of the season, and every once in a while he has his spurts, right? But he doesn't look like the same guy. And I know he's 30, 31, and it's 10 years, and it's a lot of – and he's getting beaten, beaten, beaten. So that might be what it is. We And, and we, we never get to see Curry – we never get to see like the November Curry in June, right? It just seems like he's worn down by then. That's that's too bad, and it's everyone. So, um, so that's that's my thought on that, I guess. So I don't know if anything has really changed. I just feel like he just gets beaten on, beaten on, and he's probably banged up. He had the sick game at some point, um, and that's just that's just how he is. I think we're gonna have to accept how that's how it is. And uh, but you know what? He's still the the the, the single most gravitational. What's the word I'm looking for? Gra- gravitationalist force. Uh, he, he, he has a single most profound gravitational force in the league, bar none, um, and that won't change for a while. So I think uh, – oh, here we go. Max Parlow is back to us. Call timeout and drop a play for Kawhi at the end. Okay, here's a good question for that. So we, here's what Nick Nurse should have known. He should have known that if they put Kawhi out on an island out top, they're going to run another defender at him. Now, in theory, he could be like, fine, we'll try and generate a shot like we've been doing, and that'll be a live with that. But why not run a – handoff to him where you can't just double him that quickly do a pin down into a handoff into a ball screen like do some sort of action they were doing that really well earlier um and that would get him at least give him a chance to like do something they had plenty of time to set that up and do it so that is a failing too that you like to see you know Kawhi create the last shot right yeah and you know I don't remember if they have a timeout left uh, for that during the final possession oh boy. because I usually like to see them try to call that, just have the coach run out and call that in the middle of the play. If it looks like it's not going anywhere. Uh, yeah, I don't, you know what it's worth. Um, it's worth looking into. I think that they might've had a timeout. I mean, um, I know at one point they had two timeouts left and the Warriors only had one and that was late. So I bet you they still had a timeout. Um, and, and I get it. Like let him go before the defense can set up and yada, yada. But I don't, I don't think you can do that in that situation. Not, not for the game, not for the title, for the title. You, you call timeout if you have it and you, and you set it up, um, and don't risk, you know, whatever. Now, somebody else asked it somewhere in here. Uh, what do we think about, um, uh, Siakam not being in? And it was probably somebody else too. I'm thinking, but Siakam at least was not in the last play. Uh, did you recognize that? Did you notice that? Yeah. The, um, and, and Ibaka I, wasn't in either, but I don't think he would have been in anyway. I think they would have had. Oh, here I it think, is. Nate No Snap asked that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was. That was definitely a little bit. I mean, this wasn't exactly Siakam's night, right? Um, but he. Uh, I, I mean, they put Kawhi in for him at the nine minute mark, right? Okay. And then I don't think he got back on the floor after that, which is definitely okay. surprising. And I haven't. I don't have the lineups in front of me, but Norm Powell played like a pretty big chunk of the fourth quarter there. It seemed like all of his minutes pretty much were in the fourth quarter and he played really well and they were running well with him out there. And I think that was probably a big part of why nurse probably called that timeout was just, you know, at the three minute mark was just that they had been running so much. He probably just wanted to give them a breather. Even if they were on that run, he didn't want them to lose steam. And all of a sudden Golden State just like claps back with a couple threes. And unfortunately that's exactly what happened because he called even in spite of him calling the timeout. Yeah. So, you know, it's so funny because as a coach, you're so tempted to like to do something. And I remember when I used to coach and I was an assistant, I used to, and my, my mentor would be like, and I'd be like, maybe we should. And he goes, no, you know, we're on a run. Don't do anything, you know, and, it, and it's so tempting to do that. And it, sometimes you get hurt with that. 
Um, you know, real quick question to notice about what the one why Lynn isn't in there, Jody Meeks. It's like you can't expect them. It's just you're going to set them up for failure. They don't play. They haven't played at all. You're going to throw them out there in the game six of the NBA Finals for game five. It, it's just not – it's a recipe for disaster. Them. And they don't yeah, need they it. Don't they had the game. They had the game. And I, I got to go through – because I know there's some subtle stuff in there in the last three minutes that we're going to notice that really cost them the game. Um, and I'm, like, kind of blanking right now about what was going on because – uh, almost to go to the, by the play-by-play, we'll see. Well, I mean, certainly what we what we know is a shot fake sidestep uh, three dagger, and then another Curry quick release off a pin. I mean, those are just what are you going to do? Um, I mean, it would have been nice for the the, pin, the guys uh, guarding the screener to like step up, but then that causes a problem because they can hit the pocket pass. But uh, it's probably um, preferable to you know letting them get that chance to do it. Because by the way, Curry. I mean, let's see. Who, how do they shoot? First of all, they shot amazing, right? They were 20 for 42 from three-point land, and they won by one. So the Raptors should feel really good about that because the Raptors were 8 for 32, 25%. So they got outscored by 12 threes, okay? And they lost by one. Let that sink in for a minute. 36 points they were outscored by the three-point line. That ain't going to happen. Uh, I mean, it, they're going to lose every game like that, but not by one. Like that, Normally you get blown out, and it's not even close. So that should be another good indication that the Raptors should be doing that well. Now, is there anything in the box score that you see, Jared, that would indicate to you why it ended up being close? Uh, well, I mean, exactly what you're saying. The true shooting percentage on three-pointers between the Warriors and Toronto was almost double. Okay. It's, I mean, it was insane. It was just that, yeah, they were just getting so much more out of it. So um, is there a number you can point to on the box score that can say, oh, well, this is why they ended up making it close? Turnovers, no. Main reason. Reason is that uh, the, the Raptors got to the rim almost twice as much. They had 33 shots and fouls drawn at the rim, just the 19 by Golden State. And I'm seeing, just looking at the yeah. at the shot maps, I'm seeing, I think, about 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, about 12 fouls drawn in the paint by Toronto compared to just two for Golden State. This yeah, game. and you can see in the free throws, so 27 free throws to 14 uh, for the Warriors. Uh, they didn't shoot great from the line. I mean, they made 21 of them, um, and but they outscored the Warriors from the line by 11. So that that's one other reason that that, that helped them. Um, mm-hmm. And then once you get double digits there, that kind of helps as well. So that's another that's an indication there uh, that they can keep close. But uh, uh, on the flip side, by the way, uh, the, the Raptors certainly cannot afford to get outscored by that much by the, in the three-point line ever again the rest of the season. Like, if they do that, they're going to lose every one of these games. So uh, so I think it's a mix. I think I don't think the Warriors are going to shoot 47% again or 48% from three, uh, especially because Durant comes out and nails three of them, right? Yeah. yeah. He, <laughs> three was, for three. It was kind of shocking early on. Yeah. But to Toronto's credit, they kept hitting back early on, and there was no big lead for Golden State to capitalize on. That right. was I mean, that was that's the reason why Toronto was in this game. Right, absolutely. We got another couple of uh, super chats. Thank you guys, uh, Javi Baez, El Mago. Uh, nice. That's a lot of uh, references we got there. It's good stuff there. What the chance? What are the chances KD opts in now? Well, he must have just missed it a few minutes ago. Uh, you know, Jared, you're on top of that. Well, I don't know. You didn't really put it in what chance he, uh, that is. Is it fifty percent? Is it seventy five percent? What do you think? If he has a torn Achilles, I would give him a seventy five percent chance of opting in. If, yeah. it, if it means he's going to miss the entire season, yeah, I don't think he's going to yeah. get the the contract. I think it makes more sense for him to come back and demonstrate that he's good to go, and then get himself a big. But how deal. does he demonstrate it if he doesn't play all next year? Uh, well, I mean, he can at least re- do his rehab process and maybe get back at some point during the season, or at least have something that he can work off of. But right uh-huh. now, it's a complete unknown. While I think he can at least have a rehab process that demonstrates that there's something there. 
So, okay. you know, at 75 is too strong. I'll go at 50. It just. Yeah. No, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think he would do. I think that's what they're going to have to do because, again, uh, well, we'll see. I, unless someone's going to knock him out and offer him a max, you know, deal, uh, then, then he'd have to sign that, right? Or they could offer him length. Maybe he right. does. I mean, I can't imagine he doesn't right. get a max. Well, Even. I would I would guess that a Kevin a thirty one or thirty two year old Kevin Durant recovering from an Achilles tear is yeah. still probably worth the match. Well, what about this? Do the Warriors offer it to him? <sighs> you know, I, really as a thank question. you, as a whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, that's yeah. interesting. Hey, yeah. maybe is Bob Myers crying partly because he knows he needs to offer him a max now? I don't know. <laughs> um, Andrew Zhu Zhao. What, what did we decide that was going to be, Jared Zhao or Zhu? C H O U. Maybe Andrew, uh, you can tell us. It's jo- it's Joe, right? Oh, Joe, Joe, or jo- Joe. Andrew, tell us what it is in the regular part of the chat. I'm watching for it. Uh, is Toronto better now when than versus Milwaukee and Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. they're playing their best ball for sure. Um, oh, well, now we're getting Chow, but that's not from Andrew. Andrew, are you still there? You just were here. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, they're they're playing their best ball without question. I feel like they're kind of. Um, yeah, they're firing on, on all their cylinders now than they were. I'm trying to think of, uh, gosh, it seems like six months ago when they played Philly. Okay, uh, he says it is Joe. Joe. I was right. Gosh, yeah. good for you. So, someone else is saying chow, but they're just they're spelling it the same way. The whole point is you need to spell it a different way for us to understand how it's yes, pronounced. Thank you, Andrew Joe, for letting us know. Yeah, so um, thank you. Jigolo Puff is on all these uh, spammy things, so that's awesome for him. Thank you. Um, well, listen, Jared, I mean, I think we're getting to the end of this thing. Yeah, uh, Toronto playing their best ball in the finals. I mean, it's it's been it's been an all time memorable run just to see a team <laughs> continuously getting better and better and better as the season goes on, all the way to the end. Yeah, it's really, it's really been spectacular. Shout out to uh, made me laugh, uh, Tyreek Sharp. Uh, said Nick Nurse blew a six point lead. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Um, so anyhow, well, listen, I'm so excited that we get to be back together again for at least one more game uh, as a post game show, right, Jared? That's right. It'll be on my. It'll be on my birthday actually. So right. it'll be a great way to cap off my birthday. All right, great. Well, then I got to get to work here. I got two days to do at least two videos. And I got thank you so much. I don't know if you've noticed, Jared, but like people have been flocking to the channel like on, uh, never before. I've never had this much um, uh, this much traffic going on uh, ever in any of my years. So thank you guys. For we got that. the best post game show in the business. That's yeah, right. that must be driving more people. I, I don't know what else to explain it. So oh, uh, Osmar Zuniga, uh, another super chat. Thank you very much at the end there. Not, not a comment, but just a, a little uh, hat tip for us. So thank you. Uh, and guys, I guess Jared, thank you for staying up late with us. Everyone else, thank you for staying up late. Hell, maybe early even Hawaii if that's where you are. But either way, awesome stuff. Um, I don't know what else to say. Is there anything else you want to grab from before, as we uh, sign off here, Jared? Uh, prediction for the rest of the series. Ah, we got to do that, don't we? What's your prediction? You go first. Wraps in six. <sighs> yeah, it just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good for the for the Warriors. Yeah, so but they're gonna be they're gonna be in in Oakland. Right? That means something. Oh, and did Jared freeze on me? No, he's back. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say Raptors in seven. How about that? All right. I love all right. Well, let's do it. Well, thank you guys all for joining us. Thank you, Jared. And don't forget, sports fans, at B-Ball Breakdown, we're not a channel. We're a conversation. You in? Are you in, Jared? I'm in birthday mode, baby. 